Hello, family and friends. I am back. This is a two-part faith chat. This is part one. I catch you up. I tell you why I haven't uploaded, and there's so much to share. Please be sure to listen till the end, and do come back next Friday as I upload part two. It's inspirational, it's encouraging, and it will bless you. I've missed you. I hope you're doing well. Peace. And now tune in. Sure to listen or watch until the end. What I'm sharing today is a question that just burned in my heart or in my spirit. And it was dropped in and then it burned. And I thank God that we have a God that is so personal and so real. He knows where we are. He knows what and how we struggle because of our wiring. And he knows how to meet us where we are. So my question for today, and that's what you're going to hear in the beginning and if you listen to my Instagram, my question is, can God really do anything? My friend, hello, my distant DNA cousin. Hello. It's been a long time, almost a month. Well, let me tell you what's been going on. I got a lot of excuses, so please pardon me for not letting you know. But I couldn't because I was having major technical difficulties. Um, let's just say all of my technologies shut down and froze because of my podcast, and it's a video podcast. I have major files that just kind of locked up everything and I didn't have access to getting help. That could be a podcast in itself to hook up with who I needed to. And I mean the company that needed to straighten things out. So that was one. And then I got sick. Um, and before I did, I was traveling back and forth to places. I am traveling now. I'm going to insert some clips where I am. And um, that's the good part. But then I also got sick in between that. But it hasn't stopped me. I did stay for a period where I did have to rest and recuperate and praise God for healing totally well. And I wanted to come and just see how you all have been and what you've been doing. So I have some upcoming video podcast and podcast. And without a break, I have this. I have one that's just completely different where it's a hundred plus years of advice. Very short, fun, just a few good friends in the pool sharing things that we wish we knew and that we've learned. And then I have a life podcast with Kevin, special guest, and we're sharing about crypto, currency and sustainable farming what should we be doing as food prices keep getting higher and about making informed decisions from the bible in light of warning signs that we see 
It's a fascinating episode. Be sure to join us. There might be some people who have tuned in and they're like, where am I? And what in the world is she talking about? So pardon me, I don't want to be rude. Let's welcome them in. And I would like to say with great pleasure, welcome to Life and Faith Chats. I am your host. My name is Joy. This is a podcast that is based on the number one best-selling book in the world, the Bible. And this is where we get information to inform us about life according to the Word of God and also to make wise choices. I am sitting in a public place in an atrium and I was looking for the best spot and the lighting. And so there might be noise and things in the background, but we're doing real life. Today, it was to catch you up, but to have a faith chat. So get your Bible, get your notebooks and pencils, and do me a favor, bring a friend along. I know I've been gone for a long time, but remember, friends help friends. Bring a friend along, and please, I know that all of my friends and supporters have already subscribed, but just in case you're the one that hasn't done so yet, it would really bless me if you were to please thumbs up the video because it helps the algorithm of YouTube to bring others to hear an encouraging word. And it also lets you know when you subscribe, when you just hit the subscribe button, it's free when I upload another video. And they will be coming more regularly because now they're already done and the technology is working for now. I try to do Fridays, but it's going to be on the weekend, just in case you're curious, okay? Pray for me. I hope it holds up because I hope it holds up. Okay. Even got a new laptop in the process just to be able to accommodate things to get back to my friends. So today we're having a faith chat and I want for us to just talk. And I'm going to be as real with you as I possibly can. For one thing, I took a bunch of notes and I left it up on the 10th floor. I am filming at the time I am because the atrium is closed for now, really to the public, um, because they have a lot of stores and restaurants down here, but it's supposed to be a time of cleaning. And so, but people are still walking through and there's cleaning going on but I wanted to be in a scenic location and kind of share my space where I am right now. The other thing about this chat is besides me missing the notes, <laughs> I'm sharing with you what was dropped in my spirit for me when I was having my devotions. And I'm pretty aware of most of the people who listen since it's a small group for now. And for those of you who are my friends, family, I mean, just constant supporters, who, which I really appreciate you. I call you my DNA cousins. I know that most of what I share, you already know. So my job is to come along and encourage and um, exhort you. Again, as I'm talking, there's conversation going on around me. So please just focus in on what I'm saying because I just think that it's a better scenery here than me doing it upstairs in my hotel room, okay? Um, 
What I'm sharing today is a question that just burned in my heart or in my spirit. My question is, can God really do anything? Think about that for a minute. Can God really do anything? The bigger question is, do you, let's point to me, believe that God can do anything? And the truth of our reality is, isn't it easier to believe that God can do anything for others, especially those holy people in the Bible, but not necessarily for us? I mean, let's be really personal. You know, it's easy to repeat those biblical stories, but when, as they say, the rubber hits the road, can God come through for us in impossible situations? It's one thing when it's difficult. It's one thing when we can fix it. But what about when it's impossible? Can God really do anything? That's what my chat is about today. Let's be honest and real, and let's think about this whole thing, okay? So permit me to share, and please share with me. My devotions were inspired from the YouVersion Bible app wish I do do their devotionals as much as I can. What a blessing and a tool. I've said it before to the body of Christ. The study was taken from Luke chapter one and I'm using the um, NCV. And that is for those of you who may not know the new century version, just a new version that I'm enjoying. And we go back, Luke is saying his account of the gospel, but let's dive into Zachariah and Elizabeth and permit me to kind of ad lib and read scripture at the same time for the sake of time. So it's one day Zachariah was serving as a priest before God because his group was on duty. According to the custom of the priest, he was chosen by lot to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. There was a great many people praying outside at the time the incense was offered. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to Zacharias standing on the right side of the incense table. When he saw the angel, Zachariah was startled and frightened. But the angel said to him, Zachariah, don't be afraid. God has heard your prayer. We're going to stop there. I'm going to add it. He tells Zachariah that he and his wife Elizabeth, husband and wife, are going to have a son. He tells him what the name of the son should be. He says the son will bring joy and gladness to many people. They will be happy because of his birth and that this man will be a great man of the Lord goes from baby to man. He's going over his life story of this yet unconceived baby. And he says that um, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. He's going to turn many people in Israel. He's going to cause them to return to the Lord and bring peace between parents and children and also cause them to obey and change. This is interesting. 
obey God and bring them back to the way of thinking and make ready for the coming of the Lord. And Zacharias responds, chosen one in the line of Aaron, the priest. He's ministering. He's been selected out of the group of the priests. He sees an angel. He's having a eye vision. He's talking to an angel of God who he serves. And his response is, let me read it. Then Zacharias says to the angel, how can I know what you say is true? I am an old man and my wife is old too. So let's join with Zachariah. Can God really do anything? I mean, seriously, especially when it has to do with me. Remember, this is a priest. He's serving now in the Holy of Holies. He has experienced God in different ways. He's seen and ministered to the people on behalf of God. He is a righteous man. The Bible says he and his wife has done everything according to the law of God. But nothing has happened for them. Their deepest desire has not been fulfilled to have a child. Can God really do anything? So, what I did was, I started writing down those hidden things that I don't talk about and the difficult things that nobody can help me with. You know, physical things you might be struggling with in your own body. Um, relationships, all levels. Challenges, if you have adult or little children or grandchildren. Challenges you see that you want to be answered in the lives of your spouse, your children, your siblings, your friends. Challenges in your finances or your job or positions. Maybe desires to be married or to have a child. Or you, you know some of the things we want. You might want something fixed in your house, but maybe you can't afford it. You might want a house. You might need a new car. You might not want any of that. You might just want peace. Can God really do anything? And the interesting thing is, this is a man of God. Zachariah prayed to God because the angel said God heard him. Let's go back a little bit further. My background has changed, y'all. If you only knew the challenges I go through to do this, it becomes funny. Well, I was asked to stop filming. Let me tell the truth. I wasn't put out. I was asked to stop filming because they said that they didn't want me to film the building. This is the atrium in the hotel where I'm staying, which I thought was beautiful. And I'm really filming myself, but I didn't argue, I stopped. So I came outside. I wanted to continue this because I want to upload a video so you can know that I'm not gone. And more than that, I just really thought this was a word to encourage you and I wanted to share. Um, let's go back a little bit further. Let's go to Abraham. He's called the father of our, you know, our father of faith. Sarah laughed. 
when the angels, when God told Sarah she was going to have a child, she laughed. She was like, seriously, after all this time? God, can you really do this for me? Is anything too hard for you? Sarah basically said, yes, when it comes to me. And Abraham willingly, it's a whole different episode, different podcast. Abraham willingly agreed with Sarah when Sarah decided, let's help God out here. Um, he's not doing it. It might be difficult. He might meet a younger woman. This thing is kind of difficult for him. Let's help him out. And if you don't know the story, we have Ishmael and let's just say a whole lot of confusion that normally arises when we doubt God, when we don't trust him, when we don't wait on his timing, when we try to help him, we know that the end result is one big mess that we have to go back to him and ask for his help for. So not calling Ishmael the mess, but let's just say challenges and they still continue. So that was Sarah and Abraham's response to, is anything too hard for God? When God said that he would make him a father of many nations, but then it didn't happen right away. The whole thing about timing and God, and we are finite creatures, that's kind of difficult. So let's jump into the New Testament because there was an Elizabeth and Zachariah. Then there was a Mary, a young lady who the same angel Gabriel appeared to. And her response was different, interpreted differently because God knows our heart. Zachariah questioned and his questioning went directly to himself. I couldn't do it, y'all. I had to come inside. Um, it wasn't the heat. I was under a tree, but I was competing with the airplanes flying overhead, the cars passing by, because I literally was sitting in front just on the side of the hotel, people walking by, which wasn't bad, but the cars and the streetcar that was going by and screeching and it literally was going in both directions and on the side on another street. I was like, I don't know if you all can hear me. So I'm inside. The rooms are beautiful, but they're dark because they face the atrium that they said no one is allowed to take videos of. So you're facing the inside and there's no direct light. So not too much information I'm giving you background information so you understand. Let's continue, let's push through. So I was talking and I stopped and I was like, I really want to finish this. But I was talking about Abraham and Sarah and then I had jumped to Elizabeth and Mary. And Mary asked the question in a very respectful, polite way. She didn't say, you can't do this. She, her thinking seemed to have been, you can do this, but how do you plan on doing this? Since I am a virgin, it almost suggests, or it 
it's almost inferred, I think, remember this is conjecture, that I intend to remain a virgin until me and Joseph consummate our marriage. So what are your plans to do this? I think that's what honored God. It was, how are you going to do this? Not, can you do this? And I think that was the difference between her response to the angel and Zachariah's response. And maybe Zacharias was handled differently because he, he was a priest of God. He was a man who had had more direct contact and should have known the ways and the words of God. Because the Bible does say to whom much is given, much is expected. Um, Mary was a young lady, um, so she wasn't a priest. So maybe that's why it was handled differently, which gives us hope again, because God handles our individual cases and cases of honest, serious questioning of his abilities and not questioning who he is. They were not questioning that, not questioning if there was a God, but can you do this for me? where the rubber meets the road. God, can you use your power to help me, to make a difference for me where it really counts? Zachariah had been praying for this. So he had already asked God. Mary hadn't asked God to be the virgin mother, I don't think. So, this is God asking permission to use her body. Said a lot of things, hoping that a light switch goes on in you as it did me. You know how the Holy Spirit enlightens. The Word of God brings light. The Bible tells us, you know, we can have a switch, it's off, and the Holy Spirit enlightens. I bet you couldn't see me. The light switch came on and it lights up within you. So this passage of scripture that's in passages of scripture in Luke 1 really is used mostly around Christmas time. But let's be real. We need God every day and we can save these messages for that time. But for me, this is something that I would like to know now to apply. My question was, is there anything too hard for God? And it is really an oxymoron because we're saying God. And by virtue of the fact that he is God, nothing is too hard for him. So the question comes back to me, to us, do we believe that there's nothing that God cannot do. The question really isn't on God, it's on us. And as we walk through the New Testament with Jesus, a lot of times he said, don't be afraid, just believe. Let it be done to you according to how you believe. Let's go with Mary and Martha, the sisters, do you believe I can do this? Do you believe I can do this? This man is dead. As dead as, let's go back, Elizabeth's womb. As 
untouched as Mary being a virgin. And we're asking, not is this impossible to you, but are you willing to do this for me? Okay, friend, thanks for sticking with me in spite of all the noise and technical challenges. I really appreciate you. Join me next weekend for part two. I promised you will be blessed, encouraged, and inspired. Do have a wonderful week. And as always, I wish you God's peace. Thank you.